Well, it's that time of the year again, guys, where WWE will start to try to at least build up a somewhat compelling storyline and bring in the old Hall of Famers, such as AKA Goldberg. Uh, we don't have The Undertaker this year for the first time in a while, just like last year. Uh, we get Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumbles when both of them didn't really need to win the Royal Rumble matches at all. You have AEW in the background flawlessly taking the belt of TV ratings, even though TV ratings don't mean anything anymore, but you know, AEW is just putting out the better product just because of long-term booking. But, you know, we have the Monday Night Raw, we have the Wednesday Night Dynamite shows, and now the Friday Night Smackdown edition, all happening this week, and by far, AEW won the the amount of attention that I want to give pro wrestling. But thank you all very much for joining me. We're going to be getting into the good, the eh, what, and the what the fuck moments of tonight's SmackDown and Wednesday night's show. I'm not even going to touch Monday night, even though Monday night Raw was a better show than Friday night SmackDown, but you know, say what you want to say. But let me hit that intro and thank you all very much for joining me on today's edition of Pardon the Pipe Bomb. <laughs> it is, in fact, a pipe bomb. I, w I, I really should bring back uh, the pipe bomb segment. I really should. Because I need to find different ways to attract this podcast. I really do. <sighs> Anyways, how are y'all doing tonight? I am currently drinking my celery and kale, cucumber, green apple, whatever the fuck type of drink you want to call this. Supposed to clean my whole system out. I'm on a huge thing of, uh, you know, going to the gym 24-7, going to the gym uh, 30 days straight, just to see how much of a big difference the uh, the good old gym uh, can have on a human body. But I will say this, the uh, doesn't matter how, like, whoever is listening out there, it doesn't matter how many times and how often you go to the gym, it matters what you put in your system you really have to figure out that your body is a temple and right now i am trying to get back on that wagon not eat that all that shitty food but right now uh you know this uh drink uh, with uh infused cayenne pepper in it uh it's 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 not really that bad <laughs> oh god okay anyways what is going on guys thank you all very much for joining me again here on pardon the pipe bomb this podcast is brought to you by nobody because nobody uh, is ever going to sponsor this. That is if I, you know, keep at it. But, you know, with uh, the life schedule and all that, it's very hard to uh, digest and it's very hard to get into. But today's date is February 11th, 2021. 
even though that 2020 or in or Jesus Christ, it's 2022. Even though that 2020 and 2021 has not been anyone's best friend, 2022 hopefully is, uh, I guess, a step in the right direction. I had COVID two different times within a month and a half, two times. Who the fuck is messaging me? No, I'm not coming out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, had COVID, had the Delta variant, was sick, and had a fever of uh, 103 for 11 days straight. Was not cool, dude. Was not cool. Thought I was going to die. My mother called me. She was wondering, hey, uh, where are you at? And I just told her, you know, I'm home. And she goes, well, you're staying put, right? I said, yeah, yeah, of course. She asked me if I was fine, if she needed me to bring anything, even though that she lives two and a half hours away from here. I said, no, 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 I'm good. Don't worry about it. My brother, on the other hand, he would call me and <laughs> I would say, bro, I think I'm dying. I think this is it. I'm definitely not, uh, I don't know if this is my last day, man. Here's my social security card. Uh, here's my bank information. Just take anything that you want. <laughs> uh, but now all better, but you know, COVID is not a joke guys. Definitely go get your COVID vaccination and definitely go get your booster. Even though, uh, the, uh, uh, Omicron was nothing serious when I had it. It was just basically the fucking head cold. But the Delta variant, uh, if any of you ever get that type of COVID, I really uh, am praying for you because that w that uh, temperature of 103 for 11 days straight was fucking brutal. And not going to lie, I didn't know what else to do. So I went to LA Fitness, I went into the sauna, and I put on my mask, and I was all covered up, but I just laid in the sauna, sweated everything out of me. I could not take the temperature of being 103 anymore. I was starting to fucking hallucinate. God damn it. And, but hey, wouldn't you know it, the very next day, though, I broke the fucking fever, and wouldn't you know it. So, like I said, get your booster, get your vaccination. And everything will be all well and dandy. Welcome to the most electrifying podcast in all of sports of entertainment. And welcome to Pardon the Pipe Bomb. This is your Friday night review of, uh, I guess, AEW Rampage. Because, you know, they're having the, like, the better show out there. And welcome to the uh, Monday night and Wednesday nights of the Dynamites and Monday Night Raws. And Friday night Smackdown. Like I said, I'll be going over all the news and rumors and all the juicy ones, for that matter, and the rumors about Keith Lee, his debut, and the more more rumors that are just flowing in of Shane McMahon uh, trying to make the Royal Rumble all about himself. And also, we're going to be going over the good, the, uh, the bad, and the what-the-fuck moments of the nights of tonight's show and Wednesday night's show of... AEW Dynamite. Now, if you want to follow me on social media, you can go right ahead. I am just going to be telling you guys that I am no longer doing my PC underscore Flamio. I'm just going to give you guys my lifetime, uh, you know, my lifetime Twitter account at JFlamio. So go follow me on that. <laughs> so I guess we'll start off the show with, uh, you know, some of the good things that happened on uh, Friday Night SmackDown. And in my opinion, there weren't that many. Uh, the, the only good thing, in my opinion, that happened on Friday night, yeah, Friday night SmackDown was the Roman Reigns and the Bill Goldberg one. And I wouldn't even give it a good. I just love the fact that 
they rekindled the uh, the way that Roman Reigns and Bill Goldberg, they were supposed to face off each other at WrestleMania uh, before COVID happened. And then COVID happened, and then Roman said, ah, you know, fuck you guys, I'm, I'm not going to chance with my health and well-being. I'm just going to go and, uh, you know, do my own thing with, uh, with my family. And that left Goldberg and the, uh, uh, the WWE uh, uh, personnel all in a what the fuck type of moment and they didn't know what to do so then they just said all right well i guess we'll just have braun Strowman in it and i loved how roman reigns when yeah when roman reigns when he was interviewing uh, when he was being interviewed by michael cole i'm stuttering over my fucking words this is what happens when you don't have a script you just kind of like shoot the ship but it's kind of like shooting the ship with you know your imaginary friend i guess but anyways but it's I love that Michael Cole, he touched base on when that happened, and Roman Reigns flat out said, that was a different time, and that was a, a, like a different me, everything's different now, everything has changed, I am the tribal chief, and I will dominate Bill Goldberg, like, like you know what, I loved every second of that, because I really hope that Roman Reigns does in fact demolish Bill Goldberg even though I was a huge Bill Goldberg fan if you guys follow my podcast I always say that Bill Goldberg was my favorite superstar growing up as a kid but now him being where he is now he's not the same so the fact that Bill Goldberg only has one match left on his contract I really hope that you know he doesn't get any matches added on to his contract that he has signed with WWE so this should be a no-brainer that Roman Reigns should be in fact defending his Universal Championship and he will remain the defending and reigning Universal Champion and I don't know everyone is not for it but I am for it uh and hopefully we'll see the uh WWE and the Universal Champion uh merge together and once and for all, end the brand split that has been a long time coming. And in my personal opinion, that was one of the only good things that, you know, that uh, piqued my interest level for WWE Friday Night SmackDown. And other things that happened on Friday Night SmackDown, everything else was, you know, kind of eh. What? like you know bad and there was only like one thing that really truly made me like what the fuck what the fuck is going on here uh but let me first get into a couple of things that i just didn't really agree with from the show uh after with the segment with uh roman reigns being interviewed then they interviewed bill goldberg now bill goldberg he was uh in the same type of setting when he was being interviewed uh for Friday Night Smackdown, basically just him saying, like, I do acknowledge him, and I will become the next Universal Champion, when everybody already knows that Bill Goldberg has only one match left on his contract, and with Michael Cole sitting there, and, like, Bill Goldberg, he basically dismissed the idea of, like, Roman Reigns beating him senselessly at the, uh, this Saturday's uh, like show, not this Saturday, the next Saturday's shows uh, for the Elimination Chamber uh, in Saudi Arabia. And he basically just vowed to, you know, beat Roman Reigns and take the Universal Champion and destroy Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Now, all of us already know that story, that uh, that 
that storyline has already been uh, written and it's already been put to rest. We don't need to see another Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania because even though that uh, that when they ended their feud at the last WrestleMania when they fought each other, it was a, a long time coming and it doesn't need to happen again. I thought that was a bad moment. Now, another bad moment that I really didn't care for on SmackDown was the SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, Charlotte Flair, defending her title against Naomi. Now, all around, this was a good match, but the only thing that I had a problem with in this match was that Ronda Rousey came to aid Naomi. Now, I am not a, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm really not. But when it comes to this type of shit, I know what I'm kind of talking about. If you kind of see my drift and kind of see where I'm going with this. After the match, Naomi unloaded a whatever her move is on Sonia Deville only to be jumped by Charlotte Flair. Then cue Ronda Rousey's yeah, cue Ronda Rousey's music and she makes the save and she is a babyface. Now, for all this time, if WWE has done it right, Ronda Rousey is she doesn't get what the WWE fans are made of. She, she doesn't get how we operate. She is, she gets hurt very easily when the fans boo her, even though that she is told that she's going to be going out there as a babyface. And for her to go out there as a babyface and be booed, she doesn't like that for some reason. And she doesn't understand the game of the game. And with Ronda Rousey being booed lately of her coming back, yeah, it was nice to see her, whatever, but if she's going to be coming back, I want her to come back as a heel. What she did on Twitter two, three years ago saying wrestling's fake, okay, and everyone should know that. Don't act dumb now. That was a kind of a kick in the face and a slap in the face to us wrestling fans. Yeah, we all know it's fake, but you don't have to come at the throats of the product itself. So ever since then, I think no matter what, Ronda Rousey should be a heel. But right now, she comes in aid of Naomi and saves Naomi and clears the ring. And But apparently, uh, the fans liked it and it was a big pop to close out the show for it. Now... The match itself, though, between Naomi and Charlotte Flair, it was a very good match. Naomi is very, very underutilized, and I really think that she does need a type of push. And I was really hoping that she would have won uh, the Royal Rumble to, for her to get a chance at the top. But apparently, WWE, uh, she isn't uh, white and she isn't blonde, so she's not going to get pushed. I'm not trying to come at anybody, but that's just how WWE is, like, usually. Now... The other bad, I really can care less about Happy Corbin and whatever that his guy, like his uh, other guy that he's with. Don't even know his name. I, I can give two shits about it. But them two together, Happy Corbin, like Baron Corbin has gone through like how many character changes? Like the last time that I was on here, I know that he was still King Corbin. Now it's King Shinsuke and they put the crown on him. I, like it's... It just does not make sense to me. It doesn't. They have no clue what they are doing with Baron Corbin. They. It just. It just amazes me that WWE does not have a structure that they don't know what they're going to be doing with Baron Corbin. I mean, hey, I'm not saying do it right now, but like they're 
setting up probably in the near future having Baron Corbin and his uh, partner in crime. Uh, uh, oh, Madcap Moss is his name. Jeez, I, I had to look it up on fucking Google. Uh, it, like, it's obviously inevitable that Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin uh, are going to be in a singles competition and they're going to be feuding with one another not in the near future but they are setting that up so hopefully that doesn't come sooner rather than later i hope that they kind of uh you know do the route that uh that warlow and mjf are doing on aew and they they're still simming the pot and letting the water boil for that uh feud to explode so that's my thing with it. Uh, now there wasn't anything uh, the like any bad, but the kind of like what the fuck moment. Have any of you even noticed uh, that Shinsuke Nakamura was the Intercontinental Champion? The last time that Shinsuke Nakamura probably has even defended the title has to be months ago because I don't remember watching him on the Royal Rumble or even watching him uh, fight. On Friday Night Smackdown. I don't remember the last time that Shinsuke Nakamura has even defended anything of that. Besides having his kick-ass uh, guitarist play his theme song. That's pretty much it for Shinsuke Nakamura. Now Shinsuke Nakamura, nah, Nakamura he was introduced by Sami Zayn on the latest edition of the Zayn Live podcast. Which I'm a huge fan of. I like it. It's something different. It's not a basic uh, talk show where like the Miz TV is. It's something different. I can enjoy it. Um, he threw a video of Johnny Knoxville visiting uh, the WWE pop-up shop in Los Angeles. And uh, basically, uh, you know, kind of throwing shade at Sami Zayn's merchandise. From there, uh, you know, Rick Boods and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura made their way into the ring, and just seven days before Shinsuke defends his title against Sami Zayn. Now, the reason why I bring up that Shinsuke Nakamura has not defended his title, he hasn't moved the needle. I mean, the superstar makes the championship belt, not the championship belt makes the superstar. At one point, the Intercontinental Champion was always the second best title. Now, it is more likely the United States Championship because they're using it more. They're making it seem like it's relevant, even though that, you know, Damian Priest isn't doing much with the title either. But hey, at least he's wrestling and he's making his presence known on Monday Night Raw rather than Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, I'm not saying that it's Shinsuke Nakamura's fault, but WWE has to create some sort of storytelling and they got to create some sort of, you know, something that they want to plan on doing with Shinsuke Nakamura. The only thing that I can come up with is that this Saturday... Sami Zayn will be the new Intercontinental Champion because right now Sami Zayn's doing one of his best work and he is a, a fantastic heel in the business. Basically, all that was said uh, during the Zayn Live podcast, it was a verbal exchange and uh, interference uh, with Rick Boogs and then he touched the microphone. Apparently, uh, the electrical zap, something happened and then that's when Sami Zayn Aluva kicked both of them and, you know kind of did this thing i mean like i said i like Sami Zayn. i think that he should be the next intercontinental champion but this was a what the fuck moment because of the inaugural shock that 
happened from the guitar to the microphone. Don't know how it happened, but it was very corny. It was very cheesy. It really insulted my intelligence. And obviously, you all know that I do not like that whatsoever. Didn't really care for uh, the uh, Natalia and Aaliyah, even though I think Aaliyah is very good looking. But nothing really showing, uh, you know, that Aaliyah can play with the big girls i guess uh, i'm not a huge fan of natalia so this match did not interest me whatsoever i walked away from that uh in general the one thing that i will say it's not a what the fuck it's like okay let's see where this goes is uh, the los lotharios los lotharios don't know how the fuck pronounce it. Humberto Carrillo and uh, Angel Garza, basically. They're a team now. Didn't know that was a thing, but Angel Garza, he was always a cute, innocent little dude, and now he is a cocky son of a bitch. So they do kiss cams now. Um, I did watch the match between them. I thought the match was uh, uh, a very good surprise. Uh, they, Them two, they are a great team, especially facing a team in the New Day. I thought that they did a very fantastic job with each other. Um, They could be a great team in the the near future. WWE is known for them not to have a good tag team, but right now uh, with them, the Alpha Academy, they're doing a really good job right now with the tag team division. So let's hope that they can still trend upward with that. Despite their lack of consistency of television push, hopefully this was a... uh, uh, you know, a statement for them because they did uh, defeat the New Day, which is uh, Kofi Kingston and Big E. Now, oh, I'm going to get into that in a second with Big E. Um, so hopefully, the strength of the ring work uh, does not embody or does not embody them to WWE to be overexposed in this type of match. Uh, but with this, with them being injected into the the blue brands uh tag team division is a nice fresh of uh you know a nice fresh clean feeling that the tag team division on smackdown desperately needs now before i go into uh the wednesday night dynamite i want to just touch base on biggie everyone right now wants to I guess feel sorry for Biggie um, and that Biggie doesn't uh, deserve uh, uh, to be back in the tag team uh, division. He still should be pushed. Um, listen, a couple years ago, I remember saying that there has not been a great money in the bank cash in since Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. When he cashed it in on the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar match. There has not been a good cash-in since then. Think about that, people. There has not been a good cash-in. It's just because everyone nowadays wants everything right now. Everyone wants everything right now. They can't let anything be planted. You wonder why that everyone is feeling sorry for Big E. Because you guys pushed him way too early. He was not ready. He was not ready for the big scene. And the greatest thing about the money in the bank briefcase cash in, the greatest thing about that is the uncertainty and the unknown. That is what makes the the money in the bank briefcase such a great thing. And for Big E to always, like, oh, hey, I got the briefcase here. I'm going to be cashing it in tonight. 
Oh, I'm going to be catching it in right after your match. And just so happens that Bobby Lashley got hurt at the end of the match. You all knew that he was going to be coming out. It was going to happen. And oh, yeah, like a big pop, whatever. No, that is not. That was not a big pop. Yes, I feel good for Big E winning the title. But what did he do? He did nothing with the WWE Championship on Monday Night Raw. Did he move the needle? No. Drew McIntyre moved the needle way far better than Big E ever did. Drew McIntyre got screwed because of COVID. He should be back in the title picture, but unfortunately, he is on Friday Night SmackDown where he is not going to be taking off that title from Roman Reigns anytime soon. Nobody will, unless if The Rock will come back and fight. Maybe I will say, okay, there might be a chance that Roman Reigns is going to lose the the Universal title. But right now, Big E is not moving the needle. They thought he was ready. They thought he was ready for a push. They were wrong. I'm sorry to tell you people. Yes, I was not a Kofi Kingston fan, but I'm going to be honest with you. At least Kofi Kingston moved the needle a little bit better than Big E ever did. Big E is just another guy. Yeah, he can move. He's a great wrestler. I'm not knocking on his wrestling ability and his mic skills. It's just there comes a huge role that is to be fulfilled when you are the champion and Big E was not ready for it. And you guys were clamoring for it and you guys feel bad for him. But he just wasn't ready. Now, I don't know if he's ever going to be going back into the singles title picture ever. But who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Let's move on, though. Let's go uh, on to the Wednesday night dynamite of AEW. Now, this is when I get very, very excited. We have a great amount of, you know good matches it's never really uh you know ugly type of shows it's not what the fuck is this shit that i'm watching type of attitude it's always a good amount of fun to watch now with AEW we have Keith Lee finally coming basically home Keith Lee was always very underutilized as a kind of like a big man, but Keith Lee was never a big type of man. WWE always wanted to have their men to be like the same, create a superstar, same type of, uh, you know, body type. And it comes to no surprise that Keith Lee is going to be shining at AEW. Now, like there is a lot of concern though, because AEW, them... AEW themselves, they really don't know how to book big men uh, just like WWE, but they do a hell of a lot better than WWE. That's for fucking sure. Keith Lee, though, when he came out, it was obviously a huge pop, uh, even though that everyone knew that Keith Lee was going to be coming to AEW, but when he came out, it was a very powerful like moment for Keith Lee and for Keith Lee's uh, big-time moveset, how he just threw and tossed, uh, like the one dude, I don't even know what his name was, but uh, he debuted. Uh, the Forbidden Door was being opened with uh, Jay White, but he's only he's only going to be around for a few weeks, so let's see what they do with Jay White. I don't know Jay White all that well, but I know that he's part of the Bull Club and uh, with Adam Cole, so hopefully they know what they're going to be doing with that. 
Now, the other good thing, like all those, like obviously good things that happened now on AEW Dynamite. Uh, the other good thing, Jeff Hardy, he was being teased at AEW with Matt Hardy jumping the rail. Now, it's uh, it's no secret that Jeff Hardy he jumped the rail after. Uh, or during a WWE house show and they called it uh, like a certain word and then the way that the commentators described Matt Hardy jumping over the rail, uh, the rail they used that exact same word I forget what word it was but it's little subtle hints like that that they're making that Jeff Hardy's AEW uh, uh, debut is inevitable so I hope to see that Jeff Hardy will be uh, at the show for AEW uh, in the next up, like upcoming weeks, hopefully. <coughs> Excuse me. But other thing that I really, really loved was CM Punk's uh, surprise teammate, which was John Moxley. Them two together in the ring, two former WWE superstars. Them two in the ring is kind of like a dream team almost uh they had great chemistry and if them two can get added in the tag team division i mean <laughs> that tag team division is fucking stacked let me tell you that all right because everyone thought that it was going to be samoa joe and cm punk uh i didn't really think of samoa joe being on um on aew but now i am i think uh samoa samoa joe's aew uh uh, like, I don't know, uh, debut is going to be in the next upcoming weeks. I really hope that he is another superstar that gets added on a on AEW. Everyone wants to come at AEW for having too many superstars, but dude, they're doing it right. They know how to handle all these superstars. It's not too much for Tony Khan to handle. It's not about the money. It's more about hopefully he doesn't keep adding these superstars onto the like onto his roster and then all of a sudden he becomes what WWE was a couple years ago having all these superstars being held hostage and not knowing what to do with them but I think that Tony Khan he knows better what he's doing with the company and for the storytelling of it uh for all these superstars I think he has a better grasp of what he is doing compared to you know Vistic Man or uh the other Khan who is uh, you know, having WWE the way that he is, like having uh, the WWE. The other con, no, I think that he is uh, bad news bears. Let's just say that. Uh, now, this one I was having a hard time with. I really wouldn't say this is a bad or like, a, eh, all right, like, like, what do you have us doing here? It was a good match. But the match between Adam Page and, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? I, for, I, I, I forget his name, but I remember wa uh, like watching it. It was a good match, uh, but with Adam Page being the AEW champion, I feel like the Adam Page, uh, with his title reign, he has become like an immaterial, and he he doesn't seem relevant on AEW. Like, the more people who are are, are relevant are Sammy Guevara, uh, even Chris Jericho now again, uh, the, uh, uh, 
the Inner Circle, uh, MJF, CM Punk, like all these guys are more uh, important than Adam Page is right now. And Adam Page is the AEW champion. Now, all of it isn't his fault, but they really don't know what to do with Adam Page right now. He had a decent feud uh, with Daniel Bryan. But besides Daniel Bryan, what else has Adam Page done? Adam Page hasn't really done anything else to call home about. Adam Page, as your AEW champion, hasn't really moved the needle all that much. I always say this, the champion makes... Yeah, the championship doesn't make the superstar. The superstar makes the champion. Sammy Guevara, I think that he's a better champion than Adam Page right now because he's having better matches. He's always fighting. He's always on TV. And the TNT championship is not like the biggest champion on AEW. The biggest champion on AEW is obviously the AEW championship. And... Kenny Omega, he was the last greatest champion. And we haven't seen him, obviously, because he's taking time off. But with Adam Page being AEW champion, I really want them to try to get him more involved into a decent storyline for the AEW champion. But I don't see that happening. I see Adam Page losing that title here shortly. Don't know when that'll happen, but it's going to be happening sooner rather than later. And... I like Adam Page, but he isn't doing it for me uh, being the AEW champion. Now, that was bad for my book, uh, but there was, n- like, there was no WTF moment on AEW Dynamite. As always, AEW Dynamite always has uh, like a nice, fast-paced uh, show where you're always involved, and that is why I love AEW so much better than uh, like that. Holy shit. We have <clears throat> we have breaking news. Uh, a new champion was crowned during the SmackDown tapings, uh, per source of WWE.com. Uh, a new champion, and I said it right, like during this podcast, during the SmackDown taping on February 11th, Sami Zayn defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to become the Intercontinental Championship, and it says tune in next Friday for SmackDown on Fox to see how the master strategist emerged victorious in a hard-fought battle. Wow. That, uh, yeah, that comes to no surprise to me. No offense to Shinsuke, not, to Shinsuke Nakamura fans, but, you know, I'm glad that he's the champ. And while starting off with that, let's get into the news, I guess, shall we? This is breaking news from CNN. Or Fox, or whatever. Fuck you. Oh, that never gets old for me. That never gets old. Now, we got a couple of uh, news that is uh, circulating around the World Wide Web. Uh, WWE, they're getting desperate here. Uh, Spoiler alert on Goldberg versus Reigns. Uh, WWE, they want a current champion on AEW. Alexa Bliss, she's probably not going to be coming back for a while because apparently she's doing more uh, therapy sessions on Monday Night Raw. CM Punk, he obviously teases Samoa Joe coming to AEW and much more. So let's get into it. Uh, So with WWE, they're getting desperate here. Uh, Ticket sales, they're being down and not just for the regular live shows, but also the WWE house shows. They are down significantly and 
But now, uh, since the shows and the tickets are being down, they're bringing in the the big guns, I guess. They're going to be bringing in uh, a Ronda Rousey, and they're going to be uh, bringing in Brock freaking Lesnar. Huh. Well. Wow. Oh, God. Okay, that's starting to get bad. Ooh. Yeah. That just... That drink is just as bad as WWE right now. <laughs> WWE, obviously, they're getting really desperate with uh, trying to attract people from coming to a WWE house show and rather than, you know, not having any other show to, to go around, I guess. Um, that's on them. Uh, if you would do better long-term booking and not have to do this shit then maybe we would be interested but that's on you wwe i'm sorry to hear that <clears throat> anyways uh th the next news spoiler alert on goldberg and roman reigns i told you guys uh well this is me uh like before uh when i actually looked into the news but just going off of like a hunch but spoiler on Goldberg and Reigns, Bill Goldberg, after the el Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, Goldberg is not advertised for any SmackDown shows after the pay-per-view or premium live event. So there you have it. If you guys want to have a spoiler or if you want to have your, uh, you know, uh, gears grinding, looks like Goldberg is not going to be the Universal Champion. So I hope that Roman Reigns does, in fact, clobber bill goldberg and never come back but i'm just saying there are talks that wwe they do want to uh i guess add on to his contract so if this doesn't tell you that he's not gonna be champion i don't know what is other wwe news wwe they want current tbs champion in jade cargill now for me I'm not a big fan of Jade. Uh, I think that she is a monster for a female, but for me, I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of her. I think uh, she's a decent wrestler. I don't think that she's on the same level as uh, Dr. Britt Baker, but you know, WWE, they, uh, they want her. They are having their eyes on her and uh, they want her to come over to the uh, dark side, but if you want my personal opinion, I don't think uh, uh, WWE uh, is being true to themselves because, you know, they always said, oh, that company over there, AEW, oh, no, that's that's nobody. We're not intimidated by them. That's below us. But now they want a superstar right now that is the TBS champion. So careful what you say, WWE. Careful what you say. And other news of AEW, uh, Tony Khan, he does admit on botching the, uh, you know, the forbidden door. Uh, he did take it to social media, so I don't really think that I can call that news, but whatever. Another uh, WWE type of news with Alexa Bliss. She's probably not going to be coming back to the ring for the foreseeable future. 
Right now, uh, WWE has been planning to have a nine, to having nine episodes of her therapy sessions, and right now they have only aired three of them. So it's safe to say that Alexa Bliss is not going to be coming back to a WWE ring anytime soon, unless if uh, you know they do something different. But I don't really see anything of that nature coming into flourishing. Uh, and me, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Alexa Bliss, so whatever. Good for her, I guess. Uh, if they're gonna, you know, keep doing the thing with, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss and, uh, you know, with these therapy sessions that have absolute zero sense to them, good for you, WWE. Keep doing uh, what you're doing. We'll, we'll be over here watching uh, what the grown-ups want to watch in AEW. Keep doing that for the kids. Uh, other AEW news. <clears throat> CM Punk teases Samoa Joe. Now, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but Samoa Joe is another candidate that would be great for AEW. Now, I know I've said this, but all of you are saying, all right, well, don't want to sign everybody from uh, from WWE. But listen, WWE was holding a lot of people hostage, Samoa Joe being one of them. And right now, AEW is doing great with everyone that came from WWE onto AEW now. They're doing great. Their ratings that just came in was higher ratings or just as much ratings as WWE Monday Night Raw that was on Sci-Fi, whatever. But people want to blame everyone, you know, doing Sci-Fi, uh, having Monday Night Raw being on Sci-Fi and having them blame on that. Don't blame the Olympics. Don't blame Monday Night Football. Don't blame the World Series. Don't blame anything. The people will come and the people will watch the show if they want to watch the show. I remember when I was a kid, I would flip back and forth from Monday Night Raw to Monday Night Football. Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Football. It, it, it can happen. People aren't watching for a reason, WWE. And yeah, people are watching on YouTube. Whatever. That's cool. But the fact that AEW is now in the same ballpark as you on the ratings aspect of it, be careful what you wish for. Because right now, WWE, it looks like that you guys are not going to be the dogs anymore. But again, CM Punk, he teases Samoa Joe, basically texting and tweeting everybody on Twitter and teasing us fans. And it got all of us thinking. I would not mind having Samoa Joe and CM Punk on AEW and rehashing their little thing that they had in the Ring of Honor back in the heyday of good professional wrestling. But you know, that's all the time that I have right now. Uh, I'm not going to get into Monday Night Raw. Uh, I'll get into all of the, um, you know... Uh, preview and uh, my predictions for the upcoming premium live event <laughs> and 
I'm going to be going over everything like that sooner. Uh, just this weekend, I am busy. But thank you all very much for joining me. If you liked what you heard, please leave me a negative five-star review down in the review section, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I don't know if Google Podcasts does it, but if you do, but if they do, please feel free. Give me a negative five-star uh, review. It helps the podcast out tremendously, and it gets people thinking when they search oh yeah professional wrestling podcast what is this and if you leave me uh, just five stars even if it's bad or good it'll show up and i know that i am still working on myself but right now i am trying my best to have the best audio type of podcast out there so i hope you guys like what you hear if you want to follow me on social media again follow me at jflamio on Twitter and Instagram or anywhere that you want to follow me at. But that is my personal Twitter and my personal Instagram. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. If you lasted this long, leave a negative five-star review. I appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful day. Take care, stay safe, and don't get COVID, people. Fuck COVID. I'm just going to say that one more time. But And, oh, yeah, for all my Red Beers fans out there, this video and this podcast is sponsored by Redbeards. If you use the code FLAMER, you'll get a free meal. Take care, guys. I'll see you later.